So I, I hope you get it that a plant-based whole foods diet is absolutely without doubt the way to go for all of us. So what is going around the world? <laughs> the very same David Katz is talking about here. Let's, let's go to uh, Bill Maurer here on a broadcast uh, April 24th here yesterday. Dr. Nick Delgado here, and I'm coming to you live about the real solution to dealing with the COVID-19. And it's not like you think a vaccine or antibiotic. It's what Dr. David Katz of Yale has to share right now with Bill Maurer, as he did share with me years ago at the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. Let's listen in. It'll shock you. You need to understand this because we're misplacing all this. And furthermore, by doing what we call lifestyle medicine, we could save far more than COVID-19 deaths, which I'm not belittling. We could save the three leading causes of death, heart disease, cancer, diabetes, all in one swoop by following five simple steps that includes going to a plant-based diet. Here it is. If you really are serious about making a difference, Let's understand this right now. Here we go to the scene. Did some, some people question your op-ed that was in the New York Times about a month ago. It was called, Is Our Fight Against Corona Worse Than the Disease? I think it's good someone's at least asking that question. We can't just lapse into groupthink. Let me quote the thing you said recently that I think is most interesting and gets at this point. You said, if all we do is flatten the curve, you don't prevent deaths, you just changed the dates. Explain that. Yeah, and, and Bill, first of all, again, thank you. Great to be with you. Uh, th that's taken directly from some of the world-class risk modelers that I've been working with since that op-ed in the New York Times. So I wrote my op-ed. Tom Friedman wrote a column channeling mine, ran it up a high flagpole. And then a who's who in public health and economics found me, and we've been working together ever since. And so some of these risk models basically show you know, essentially what flattening the curve does is keeps people away from one another and away from the virus. So the virus doesn't spread, but you also don't cultivate any immunity. If you do a really effective job of locking everybody in place and preventing viral transmission, there's still some low level potential for viral exposure out in the world, but very few of us get that exposure. The minute you release those clamps and let people back into the world, we're all vulnerable. So most of the models suggest that flattening the curve makes sense in phase one so you don't overwhelm medical systems, for example. But you've got to have a phase two. If you don't transition to a phase two, whenever you release the clamps, the virus is out in the world waiting for you. Everybody's vulnerable. And that big peak in cases and that big peak in deaths that you were trying to avoid really just happens at a later date. So you would be suggesting something more like what Sweden is doing? Uh Sweden, we know, has kept open its schools. You can go to a bar, you can go to a restaurant, and get your hair cut. Uh, they haven't had numbers that are that different uh, from countries that have locked down. How do you uh, sum up that? Yeah, so, so let, let me start, Bill, by saying essentially what I reject, because I think... Yeah, I think it's important to get this. That is that Sweden is done no isolation whatsoever. They let the COVID-19 
go throughout their population. Their number of people that have become infected is no more than the rest of the world, maybe slightly more. Their death rate is certainly no higher. In fact, you're going to learn during this broadcast that the death rate by percentage is less than 0.1% when you consider the number of people dying every day from heart disease, diabetes, and cancer, just those three leading causes of death. Dr. David Katz and I agree that the same program that will prevent and reduce the number of people dying from COVID-19, we could dramatically, through national education, world education, follow four simple steps, actually five steps, that would help curtail even the three leading causes of death and help people to live a longer, better quality life with less disability, less disease, and less destruction. So let's go back because this is critical, guys. You've got to get this clear. Isolation is not the answer, as you're going to learn. We're a very polarized society. I think the way media hype things up actually amplifies the extremes. So at one extreme, we... All right, take care. You too. Stay well. High frequency. And who is at extremely low risk? So this is just like risks we take every day. Yeah, some young people will die of this, but sadly, tragically, some young people die crossing the street or, or in a car crash every day. There are risks we willingly take on every day. Sweden's approach is a little too close to the everybody in the water, don't worry about the riptide end of the spectrum for, for my taste. I think we can do even better. We can kind of look around the world and say, okay, if you don't lock this down at all, if you don't protect the vulnerable, mortality in Sweden does look to me to be higher, not massively higher than every place else, but higher. Why put those lives at risk? On the other hand, if you lock everything down, you destroy livelihoods, you destroy jobs. And, and what I was saying in what I didn't really think was a controversial op-ed at the beginning is there's really more than one way, Bill, for this situation to hurt people or even kill them. And all of them are bad. And there's more than one way to protect people and save them. And all of those are good. So one thing we want to do is keep those vulnerable to severe infection away from this nasty bug. But we don't want to destroy people's lives and livelihoods and means of feeding their families. And, and interestingly, you know, I, I am just back from three days in an emergency department in the Bronx where I was volunteering as a physician to support my, my colleagues who, who I applaud. You know, they've been in there from the beginning. They'll be there through the end. But, but this is exactly the view that prevails there. You know, there, there might be the notion that, well, the frontline people, they're much more concerned about staying away from the virus than they are about, you know, can we open society up? Not true. Their parents, you know, I was talking to my colleagues who say, I'm really struggling to balance my clinical duties with homeschooling my kids. And then, you know, think of a scenario like, like this. Dad is a nurse. Mom's a paramedic. They've got two kids at home and there's no school, no daycare, no nannies, no au pairs, nothing for them to do. One of these frontline people who really wants to be in the battle has to stay home to take care of the kids and they're really torn. So there's a middle path and the middle path essentially is high risk people are protected from exposure, low risk people go out in the world early. And, and here's, here's the odd part, Bill, that I think people have a hard time confronting and accepting. We actually kind of want to get this and get it over with and be immune because that is the path to the all clear. 
that doesn't require us to wait for a vaccine, which optimistically is 18 months away, but could be much longer. Okay, you got to get that real clear. He said it very clearly. Yale graduate, medical doctor, public health, one of the top public health doctors in the nation. He says, we want to get it. What does he mean? We want to get the COVID virus and get it in our system, become immune, and get over with it. Get over with it. The strong and the healthy, when they follow these five steps particularly, will beat it every time. Sleep, really key. Hormonal balance, and that comes about with selecting your testing, having the proper diet and herbs and supplements. The immunity infection protection by understanding how the gut and other things like silver and supplements and herbs build up the immune system. And nutrition, not eating junk food and sugars and, and, and fast foods that now with isolation, that's all there is. You got to drive through to get your food. And, and last, exercise. But you're being told you can't go out and exercise out in the sun and build the immune system the way it was intended to, the God-given way to build the immune system. The blood system requires activity, exercise, hormonal balance. So shine, sleep, hormonal balance, infection protection, nutrition, and exercise. And that would also, the good news is, beat the three leading causes of death that not are less than point one or 0.3% from a a flu virus, coronavirus. And I'm not belittling that. I'm saying that you're at far greater risk if you're born in America and and a Western world and you follow the Western habits of heart disease, number one, number two, cancer, number three, diabetes. There's going to be 30 times more people dying from heart disease, cancer, diabetes than the COVID-19 virus will ever kill in the next 20 years from any known cause of viral infection. You've got to get clear. Lifestyle medicine is the solution and then take on the newest order of steps to fix this situation. Let's go back to the story. Yeah, I think you make a a lot of sense there. And I think it's a shame you're talking about politicization that people like you who sound reasonable, maybe it's not the exact (laughs) one true opinion you hear somewhere else, has to go on Fox News. (laughs) <laughs> to say it, you know, the, the, you're not a Fox News guy. I'm not a Fox News guy, but you, you know, be, on yeah. the other hand, I am a Bridges, not Bunkers right. guy, and you know, it doesn't really help the world if all we ever do is, is talk to other people who already own right. our opinions. It, it was interesting. I, I really debated, you know, do I go on Fox News? Do I not? That's not my usual crowd. But the simple fact is we should come together in common cause on common ground. Maybe there's a real opportunity here for an aha American moment that's between the extremes of left and right, where we all say, yeah, me. But that's the very same camp that tends 30 million people unemployed. That falls disproportionately hard on the people who can least bear the unemployment, right. who are at most risk of food insecurity as deaths and severe cases of the infection. We also want to minimize the fallout, the health fallout of societal collapse and economic ruin. Yeah, I think philosophically, America got too used to the idea of there's no good choices here. Is the president, he's going to movies when they say to the pilot, you know, your, your equipment is out. He says, I know, but we're going to have to fly blind on this one. Is that this kind of situation? Are we just going to have to say the sense? And in public health, we talk about harm reduction. 
you know, so for example, a needle exchange program that says we can't get everybody to stop using intravenous drugs, but we can give them clean needles so they don't get HIV, for example, that's harm reduction. And so when you're in a lose-lose scenario, you look to minimize harm. Maybe you can't maximize benefit, but you can minimize harm. So from the beginning, we've been posting materials, my colleagues and I, under the rubric, total harm minimization. That's what we want to achieve here. Yeah, listen, you know, a, a historic pandemic is a bad situation. A historic pandemic with a fairly, you know, inept group of federal leaders is an even worse situation, you know. All right, so guys, I think you're getting clear here. You've got a situation where we can intervene, and I'm going to go back to a video that I published in 2015 over five years ago in an interview with the very same Dr. David Katz, uh, and this was uh, a very prophetic interview that I think you'll all appreciate, so let's listen in. We talk about, say, the superiority of animal protein versus plant-based. And I'm coming out with a topic and lecture on the superiority of plant-based mm. proteins versus animal. Address that for a moment. Well, I think everybody paying close attention to the world of nutrition and health rallies around Michael Pollan's pithy quote, eat food, not too much, mostly plants. There's a group, the paleo diet advocates, for example, you know, who maybe push back on the mostly plant part. But the simple reality is, even if there is really good animal protein, and it, and it basically, if we are what we eat, what we eat is what it eats. Yeah. So you really can't compare venison and antelope to grain-fed cattle that are, you know, raised in, in some small right. space. It's totally right. different, right? Well, I I beg to differ. Uh, the cholesterol, the fat content, whether it's grain-fed or range-fed or running loose uh, venison, uh, high concentrations of animal product with literal no uh, fiber. Uh, essentially, it may be nutritionally a little better for you, but the death rate, I assure you, when you look at studies across cultures around the world the cultures that live the longest are not eating animal-based foods those like the maasai tribe they're eating animals they're running loose out and everything they have a very high death rate in cardiovascular disease compared to the bantu natives uh, compared to okinawa and the blue zones they're all plant-based uh, eating cultures so lifestyle medicine don't tell me some animals are fed better than others I don't agree with you, David Katz, on that, but let, let's go further. So there may be healthy animal protein, but there are more than 7 billion of us on the planet. Right. We, we can't all be hunter-gatherers. Right. We're not all going to eat venison. We're just not. So there is an argument for the environment, for ethics, as well as for human health. Yes. To air, if you're going to err, err on the side of eating mostly plants. Right. And then, yes, you could be a vegan and get optimal protein, and all of the evidence we have suggests that that's maybe the best we can do it's certainly dramatically better than how most people are eating today yes and okay so he made it really clear eating plant-based animal foods is the best way we can all go be very clear from all known causes of death plant-based foods build the immune system help prevent and reverse heart disease cardiovascular disease hypertension lower the risk of diabetes especially when it's oil-free plant-based 
oil-free plant-based, and uh, reduces the incidence of cancer. Now he's going to talk about the blue zones, and this is critical for you to pay attention to this. This is absolutely critical. Here we go. And one of the blue zones is the population of Seventh-day Adventists in Loma Linda, California. So there's a population yes. that's consistently vegan. They routinely live to be about 100, and they're healthier than the rest of us. Lots of studies show the benefits of vegetarian and, and plant-based eating. So, you know, I think there are variants on the theme, the Mediterranean diet. Mm -hmm. Also extremely healthy. There's a blue zone in Ikaria, Greece. There's a blue Okay, so he's basically saying that the blue zones are all almost completely plant-based or at least a high percentage of their diet is plant-based and uh, less or no animal product. Here we go. Blue zone in Sardinia, Italy. They're not vegans there, mm -hmm. but they still eat mostly plants. So right. very strong argument for right. going and in that Okinawa, direction. Okinawa, I mean... And mostly plants, right? Be really clear in the longest lived cultures, particularly Okinawa. And now they're, they're not vegans either. But it's mostly... Uh, but it's mostly plants everywhere. Yeah, Absolutely. Purple sweet potatoes and so forth. And, and you know, again, there, it's a myth that you can't get complete protein from eating plants. Of course you can. You just, you know, you balance foods, but you eat... It's a myth you can't get complete proteins from eating plant foods. He's saying it's easy to get whole quality proteins. Uh, lentils, beans, fruits, vegetables, a good mix and balance. Really high quality foods, lentils, beans, great protein sources. And oh, by the way, mm -hmm. also rich in a wide variety of nutrients that animal foods don't give you and rich in fiber, which fills you up and lowers the calories it takes. All right, so rich in a variety of nutrients, rich in fiber that animal foods can't give you. Uh, just so many advantages on an animal, uh, avoiding an animal-based diet going to a plant-based diet. Here we go for it. To stay full longer, so it helps control calorie intake, helps with weight, uh, you know, all sorts Safer of advantages. Safer for the kidneys. Safer for the kidneys. Better and the for bone the, density. Better for the planet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, basically, <laughs> it's just, it's a win all the way around. Right. Yeah. So tell me what... So... I hope you get it that a plant-based whole foods diet is absolutely, without doubt, the way to go for all of us. So what is going around the world? <laughs> the very same David Katz is talking about here. Let's, let's go to um, Bill Maurer here on a broadcast uh, April 24th here yesterday. Two weeks ago, I called out China for reopening their wet markets and miraculously people from both sides of the aisle reached out to say, good for you for saying that. Well, here's another hot take that may not be as popular. America's factory farming is just as despicable as a wet market and just as problematic for our health. Factory farms have a lot more lobbyists, but ecological time bombs tick the same. Americans should not get too high and mighty about wet markets while we are doing this. Most, if not all, infectious diseases are zoonotic, meaning they start in animals and jump to humans. Okay, so when he says doing this, uh, if you don't see the image, we're eating cattle, pork, pigs, chicken. All these animals in feedlot are crowded together, very infectious conditions. Pigs... I believe have over a 50% incidence of pneumonia at the time of being slaughtered. If they weren't slaughtered, they would have died anyway. So they shoot them full of antibiotics, which now we've become drug resistant to most of the quality antibiotics. So really the center of the crux of all these infectious viruses, COVID-19, 
heart disease, cancer, diabetes. It gets back to the lobbyists that are making us think it's safe and the government promoting and allowing and not taxing heavily animal product. I don't care if people eat animal product. If they know it's like cigarette smoking, it's just as dangerous or more so. Uh, but I do care that we get infected by them because they eat, and he's about to say, zoologic transfer from animals. That's where all these infections come from, folks. Where do you think COVID-19 came from? Let's listen. AIDS likely came from primates. Someone butchered a monkey or fucked one or something they shouldn't have been doing with a monkey. Mad cow came from cattle, eating cattle, which is like feeding a chicken an omelet. Just two weeks ago, a fatal strain of bird flu was confirmed in a commercial turkey flock in South Carolina. Now, to thwart the coronavirus, we've been told to create distance, avoid others who are sick, lower stress, and exercise. Are you surprised that diseases flourish among animals when they're forced to live in conditions that are the complete opposite of all of that? They're on top of each other, they can't move, they're stressed out, I've seen airports treat luggage better than we treat animals. Egg-laying hens are starved and given no water for weeks to shock their bodies into molting. Beaks of chickens are removed. I could go on. Have you ever driven by a high-density feedlot? Yeesh. To get relief from the stench, you have to stick your nose in an egg salad sandwich. If you think the market in Wuhan is gross, you should visit one of our giant poultry processing factories. But of course you can't, because we have ag-gag laws that make it a crime to report the crime. And it is a crime. Of wow, think about it. Guys, the real culprit is lurking behind you, loaded with microbes, bacteria, viruses. And then all that stress and isolation, because you can't get back to work, it's hard to take care of your kids, you can't go outdoors. What is going on? People... Get a clue. Bill Maurer might be right. <laughs> and definitely Dr. David Katz, a world-class public health expert. Of animal abuse that goes on in our food industry. You're worried that the mailman is coronavirus? 80% of pigs have pneumonia when they're slaughtered. Because we make them live in conditions that would make a zombie vomit. And then, so they don't die before we kill them pump them full of antibiotics that in turn get passed on to humans. That in turn leads to antibiotic resistant diseases that in turn leads to us dying from ever evolving contagions. It's six degrees of tainted bacon. So get it really clear. We're consuming pigs that are loaded with pneumonia bacterial infections. We're consuming animals that transfer their viruses to our bodies we could control all of this. Just go plant-based, oil-free, exercise, sunshine. Bring love back in your life. Let go of this fear, this fear of contracting a virus when we know the origin. What are you eating every day? Look at this very closely. Lifestyle medicine is an absolute fact. Let's take a look further. We're on the cusp of returning to a pre-antibiotic era where strep throat was a death sentence. Let me put it as basically as I can. If we keep producing food the way we do, you're going to get sick with something medicine cannot fix. You don't have to care for the sake of the animals. 
I wouldn't want to mess with anyone's reputation as a heartless asshole. But do it because animal cruelty leads to human catastrophe. Do it because barbecue is why you've been masturbating for a month. And get the fuck away from me with Tiger King. I don't care that he sees the light at the animal pent up. Siegfried and prison partly for left. Like their meandering outrage and... Yeah, so bottom line, I don't know who that guy is. I don't watch television. I don't really care. But uh, let's go back to David Katz, world-class educator, public health scientist and researcher. Let's go back to what he has to say. University is starting to be influenced or look into or help you with the, this work. I mean, I mean, I think you're really at the university level, too. You're starting to educate people and get them up to and exchange data, right? Thank you. Well, my base of operations, of course, is Yale. Yes. Uh, my day job for almost 20 years now has been running the Prevention Research Center at Yale. Mm -hmm. And so a you know, fair amount of support at Yale for this work medicine and, and that's actually an international group now. Uh, my lab is actually located off campus at healthcare organizations devoted to being even bigger. Nick and you first I, I thank you for referencing you know we know how to eat well what is at stake or your family's health is at stake. You can't wait for the world to change. You want to do something about it now. That's right. And that's why I wrote this book. But on the other hand, the world could change and the world could make it easier to be healthy. Because in the blue zones the individuals aren't working hard. They just live in a culture that makes it normal to be healthy and to live to be 100. And so my big effort right now is focused on creating even bigger coalitions to try and advance the truth about what we're discussing, how powerful lifestyle as medicine is, how accessible it could be, and what aspects of our culture are in the way. Because only together do we have the strength to fix that, but together we do have the strength to fix that my life and then later of course they influenced Dean Ornish, right. John McDougall, uh, Caldwell Esselstein, right? Yep. And these are the people that, that are now finally getting the validated science to back up what Pritikin was talking about in his early days. Absolutely. But more importantly there's, there's probably now a new generation that you and I can kind of motivate and guide because there's so many people buying into the Coca-Cola generation, the coffee, the, the overstimulation, the lack of sleep the stress, uh, estrogen dominance, there's so many challenges for our younger generation. And I know, you know, uh, being a father and, and ages 6 to 36 children myself, yeah. you know, the, my children, I mean, if not for ourselves, our children, right? It has to be done. Yeah, we have to do it because right. life is now and live it now. It's incredible to have you on the show. And, you know, I, I want you to give a website and let us know how we can continue. Yeah, so the bottom line is, guys... <laughs> Dr. Nick Delgado here saying, you really got to check out this webinar that we're putting on. We're giving you exactly step-by-step step how to build up the immune system, how to follow a healthy lifestyle, not only to beat COVID-19, but the three leading causes of death could be altered or changed the direction of the future of your destiny. Maybe this is a good thing. We've all been locked down. Maybe you can listen to the voice of reason from a Harvard public health medical doctor, Bill Maurer and others putting him out there here. Five years ago, I interviewed him, but people weren't listening. And now you have to listen because there is no other choice but to build up your own body's immune system. How does your blood operate? How does your circulation work? What do we need to do to become incredibly healthier, stronger, fitter, 
tune in to this incredible live webinar. Go to nickdelgado.com. That's nickdelgado.com. And we promise you, you will learn the five effective steps that are so effective that within hours, your immune systems immune system starts to improve. Within days, your blood lipid ratios change. Uh, over a few weeks, your body becomes stronger and healthier. Your lymphatic system, your hormonal balance, your sexual energy, your feeling of well-being, all of it comes together. Just learn this program. I implore you, I beg you, please, if not for yourself, for your children and your grandchildren or your parents who are at risk, not just for COVID-19, but diseases that collectively, heart disease, diabetes, and cancer, take 20, 30 times more lives, even though the number of infections of COVID-19, the number of people infected COVID-19, let's say 300,000 people, 300,000 people die from coronary heart disease, not counting those deaths from cancer, not counting those from diabetes. We can change all of that, believe me. This is written about, well-referenced in all these textbooks and literature and science. I'm here to tell you. Check it out. We have an incredible special offer. It's a free webinar. That's right, free. And you can join in at nickdelgado.com. Just go to nickdelgado.com, register with your name, phone number, and email, and we'll let you participate. And also, if you just go to the time of the event that will be listed at the website, go ahead and click on it and click on live, and you'll be able to see it right there, right in your own viewing area. Or you can go to YouTube, my favorite platform, go to youtube.com forward slash Delgado video and click on live and you'll be notified of the show. Please subscribe, please share, please comment. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help guide you. I'm here to push you. I'm here to give you the truth. And we're going to have a world-class team of doctors and educators that are here to teach you how your blood operates, how your circulation, how your hormones function. It's all here for you. NickDelgado.com. And we have a special. Those of you who tune in to this live webinar, we're going to give you a special gift. That's right. A gift that we call DNA Protector. Please tune into the show. Let us know you tuned in. Show us a screenshot you did that you registered. We'll get you something that will quite surprise you. I won't give away the surprise yet, but please click on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, find us on YouTube, my favorite. We have over 1.4 million views, particularly watch my Myths About Protein show. It'll blow your mind. We're ready to teach you. Please join me. Dr. Nick Delgado here. Be strong. Be well. Thanks for tuning in.